Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Redemption Life Church. Listen as Pastor Michael Cox teaches on five smooth stones. Let's go back to 1 Samuel like we did last week. We ended up in the story of David, and I just couldn't get over this story of David all week. And even Sunday afternoon, we were at lunch, and somebody shared some stuff with me that they had kind of got from the sermon that wasn't what I talked about, which I love uh, how God does that. And then I told them, you know, and right when I was preaching that, and I just talked about the five smooth stones, I just couldn't get past the five smooth stones. And so I just had to dive into the five smooth stones a little bit this week. And so I just want to um, encourage you with that for a few minutes. And then we're going to do another activity at the end of the day that I believe is in the heart of God for us to do as a body together. So 1 Samuel 17, he took his stick in his hand and chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in the shepherd's bag, which he had, even in his pouch. And his sling was in his hand, and he approached the Philistine. Then the Philistine came on and approached David with the shield bearer in front of him. When the Philistine looked and he saw David, he, and he disdained him. For he was but a youth and ruddy with a handsome appearance. The Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you would come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine also said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the sky and the beast of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. This day the Lord will deliver you up into my hands, and I will strike you down and remove your head from you, And I will give the dead bodies of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the earth. And all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And that all the assembly may know that the Lord does not deliver by sword or by spear. For the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. Then it happened when the Philistine rose and came and drew near to meet David. That David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand into his bag and took from it a stone and slung it and struck the Philistine on his forehead. And the stone sank into his forehead so that he fell on his face to the ground. And so just wanted to recap that story. It's one of my favorite stories in Scripture. But the part that just kind of doesn't make sense to me is David going into this battle, picks up five smooth stones, all right? He knows it doesn't take five smooth stones, right? You take one stone, and I I meant to say this last week, but I could just see God encompassing Goliath, right? And just, I mean, Goliath, you remember we had David... David John up on a table, on a chair, and I'll get everything right in a minute. And he was way tall, and but God just is standing over what seems way tall, right? And is towering over it. 
And so when we're coming against that giant and we're talking about that little bitty place that was uncovered in Goliath's armor, I don't even think David had to arm, uh, aim at that place. It's like an alley-oop. All in basketball today, aren't we? It's like an alley-oop if you don't know what that is. You don't shoot the ball trying to hit the goal. You just throw it close to the goal. And somebody jumps up and grabs it and slams it in the basket. That's an alley-oop, right? So I can just see God standing, towering over Goliath saying, Hey, David, just get it anywhere up here. Just get it anywhere near this area. You know what I'm saying? And I will take it, and I'll put it where it needs to go, right? So he just, he could throw it pretty much anywhere so he knew what it was. And so there's all kinds of speculation about why he would have picked up five stones. Some people discredit this reason. I have a hard time discrediting this reason. It just seems kind of something that God would do. It's really cool. So in 2 Samuel 21 and in 1 Chronicles 20, there's an account of some other battles. In these other battles, they talk about four giants. These four giants were relatives of Goliath. And David's mighty men killed four giants in 2 Samuel 21 and 1 Chronicles 20. Write it down. Go study it for yourself. I'm not picking apart that story. You guys can see it. It's very simple. It says, and there was another battle with the Philistine, and this guy killed this giant. There was another battle with the Philistines, and this guy killed this giant. There was another battle with the Philistines, and there was a giant that had six toes on, on both feet and six fingers on each hand, and they killed him. There's a story of four giants that were killed. Goliath's brothers and relatives. Some of them specifically said brothers. Some of them just said descendants, so we don't know exactly how they were related. But, you know, there was this thing called blood revenge. And so if you killed somebody in somebody's family, the family was sworn customarily to take out revenge on that one that you killed. So if one don't get you, the other ones come after you. And if one don't get you, the other ones try to intimidate you. So David just swooped down, went ahead and picked up five stones. Wow. <laughs> went ahead and picked up five stones. I'm going to kill Goliath with the first one. If any of you other guys feel froggy, come on. I believe he prophesied to the Philistine army with his bag of stones. Huh? I believe he went down there in front of them and said, one, two, looked over at the other one. Hey, six toes. Three, huh? four, five. That'll do it, right? Now, wait, he didn't kill them with the stones. Hey, that's why I said he prophesied to them. But my people killed your people. So David, with those stones, enacted, was an act of faith and, and prophetic 
declaration that my people are going to destroy your people. We have a weapon to overcome your weapon. None of your giants that are formed against us are going to be able to conquer. And so I believe, and there's so many other things, so many other beautiful pictures with the number five and the stones and all those things that's amazing. But I love that picture. Specifically, they killed four giants. And they were specifically descendants and relatives of Goliath. How powerful is that? And so he was prepared and he was ready. Because he was in worship. And when you do crazy stuff when you live in a place of worship. Right? You're unafraid when you live in a place of worship. You say, what do I get if I kill that one? I'll kill four more just for fun. Huh? You know what I mean? We, 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 we love that you, know, one can please, you can't please God unless you believe that he is and he's a rewarder. But then we just go out and do some stuff for fun. Right? I'm going to get a reward for this. I'm going to be faithful in this, but I'm going to just take on some giants that ain't even, ain't even my business. <laughs> just because I don't like them in my town. Just because I don't like them in my city. It's one thing to wrestle with the giants that are standing in Judah on your turf. It's another thing to say, I'm not just going to kick you out of my yard. I'm going to go find some more giants that are standing in some other people's yard, and I'm going to kick them out too. And I'm going to raise up some mighty men that used to dwell in caves. They were the rejects of society, and I'm going to raise them up, and I'm going to pour that same spirit that's in me into them, and their heart is going to become like my heart, a heart after God, and they're going to be giant killers too. I believe the stone was not just a stone that David threw, but also David was the stone that David threw. And I believe that the other guys that killed the giants were the other stones that God threw. So we got to see this picture. It's not just as simple as a stone hitting somebody. God is just so much bigger than that. He sits outside of time and space, and he creates prophetic pictures just constantly, right? Everything is connected. Everything is tied together, and he is just weaving things together and working and moving and doing amazing things. So David slung a stone, and David was a stone in the hand of God. And the five stones, I believe, were a prophetic picture of David and these other four mighty men of God that killed giants. They had a heart after God. They did like God did. 1 John 3 and 8 says, the second part of it says, The Son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. The Son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. John 3, 16, everybody knows it. For God... So loved the world that he sent his son into the world so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. I love verse 17. For God did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but that the world through him may be saved. And can you just see Jesus was the rock. So God gets his sling puts the rock in it, 
sends him to the earth to destroy the works of the devil. God puts the rock in his sling, sends it to the earth to destroy the works of the devil. God put David in his sling. David with his sling, in God's sling. David with his stone, in his sling, in God's sling, slung at Goliath. I want to be a stone in a stone, don't you? I want to be a rock in a rock. I want to be the one that God would use in his sling, sling me to destroy the works of the devil. Psalm 18.2, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. This is the man who wrote this, David, who slung the rock at Goliath. Psalm 62.6, he is, he only is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold, I shall not be shaken. Psalm 95, 1, oh, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Psalm 144, 1, blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hand for war and my fingers for battle. First Peter 2, 4 through 6 says, so keep coming to him who is the living stone. Though he was rejected and discarded by men, but chosen by God and is priceless in God's sight. Come and be his living stones who are continually being assembled into a sanctuary for God. For now you serve as holy priests, offering up spiritual sacrifices that, be readily accept, that he readily accepts through Jesus Christ. For it says in scripture, look... I lay a cornerstone in Zion, a chosen and priceless stone, and whoever believes in him will certainly not be disappointed. He is the living stone, and he's making us into living stones. He was a stone that was sent for, from heaven to find the soft spot and destroy the works of the devil. And we are stones that are being raised up to be stones like stones. And he says, you will do more than I have done. We will destroy the works of the devil. Why would a stone smooth? Look at Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Can you just parallel this. I don't know if anybody's ever done this before, but this week I paralleled Psalm 23 and put it over top of the story of David killing Goliath. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Remember, I think he wanted it to be known that a shepherd killed Goliath because he took his staff, his shepherd's staff, into battle. He wasn't going to use that staff on Goliath. He was going to put that stone in his head. But he took his staff just so Goliath would know it was a shepherd. It was just a shepherd. It was just a little, little worshiping shepherd. Because the shepherd was coming, right? 
David again prophesies to the works of the adversary that a shepherd is coming to destroy the works of the devil. It was a shepherd. It was a stone. It was a rock that killed the devil. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though, look at this. Remember, the Israelites were on one mountain and the Philistines were on another mountain. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you're with me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, a table of peace. David is right in the middle, surrounded and, and against these Philistines, and he says he prepared a table for me. I was partaking of something. You know, Jesus told his disciples in John 4 when he was with the woman at the well, he said, I have food that you know not of. David walking up to Goliath was feasting on something that people didn't know about. The peace of God that passes all understanding. It's incomprehensible. It's unfathomable, right? He says, I'm going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and I won't fear because you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Let me just take my, your rod with me to remind me of who you are and that you're by my side as I go through the valley of the shadow of death. Your rod and your staff, you're comforting me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemy. You have anointed my head with oil. What happened the chapter before? Samuel poured the oil over David's head and anointed him king. I'll walk through the valley of the shadow of death because you've poured oil on my head. And you've told me who I am. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You lead me beside the quiet streams where I find smooth stones while I'm spending time with you in your presence. While I'm sitting in calm and peace and assurance, I see some smooth stones. Ephesians talks about the washing of the word. Why does it need to be smooth stones? It don't take a rocket scientist to know this. Literally rocket scientists. Aerodynamics. Huh? Some gummed up rock, you know, with all kinds of weird shapes and sizes on it. Put that in a sling and good luck. It's got to be a smooth stone. If we're going to be a living stone that destroys the works of the adversary like Jesus came to do and like he raised us up to do, we got to be a smooth stone that's been washed by the water of the word. we got to sit in quiet places and let him run over us. And prepare us and make us ready so that we hit the mark. We get out here and we get all zealous and we want to do all kinds of stuff, but we don't know anything about the word. We end up missing the mark. We we end up hitting innocent bystanders, right? 
We got to be washed by the word. We got to know the word. We got to be smoothed by the word. We got to get, if you got all these jagged edges on you while you're trying to destroy the works of the adversary, you're going to cut up everybody on the way. They need to be smooth. They needed to be five. You need to be smooth. And you need to be whatever number you are. God's intentional. He's picked you up and put you in his pouch. And he's got a giant that you're intended to kill. You've been sent. You weren't born. You were sent. You didn't, you're not a product of the cosmos. You were sent. He knew you before the foundations of the world. And he sent you for such a time as this. He anointed you and appointed you. This song today, a thousand generations. He put you here. Whatever bookmark you're in of the thousands of generations before to the thousands of generations to come, you're here. You're here to stop something. You're here to start something. You're here to do something. You're here to kill something. You're here to raise something. You're here to do something significant that will alter the course of a thousand generations. Your children and their children. And you need to be a smooth stone in the sling of the Lord to do the work he's called you to do. I got to stop. I told him to come in in one minute. I believe there's something significant. You guys will have to bear with me on this. This is what I sense in my spirit. I believe this is what God is saying. David, the Israelites were taunted by Goliath for 40 days. Some decided to cower in fear. David decided to go get some rocks. The children of Israel scouted out, look it up in your Bible, Numbers 13. The ch- I don't have time to read it. And the, the children of Israel scouted out the promised land for 40 days. Two decided, let's take it. The other ten decided, let's don't. 40 days. Jesus went into the wilderness 40 days. And then he's tempted by the adversary. And you know what he did to him? He put a rock in a sling and he hit him in the head with it. He took the word and he put it in a sling and he threw it at the devil and he destroyed the works of the devil. Such a symbolic picture. Such a powerful thing. This 40 days is significant. Now, it's significant, and then I'm going to tell you it's not even 40 days. Last week when we talked about David, it was 42 days till Easter. I think it was significant. Today, it's 35 days till Easter. I believe... That if we will posture and position ourselves like David in a place of worship, 
in a place of the word, in a place of reflection on the prophetic voices in our life and what they've said, I believe there's something significant to be unleashed as we align ourselves with the kingdom of heaven. I know Easter's not the day and it's not all this stuff, but it doesn't matter about what the day is and what it is on the calendar and all that. It's about what we align our faith with. And if we'll align our faith over this next period of days and position ourselves to be raised with him in the likeness of his resurrection, right? And to be sent like him in the likeness of his sending. And to be smooth like him in the likeness of his smoothing. And to be hit the mark like him in the likeness of him hitting the mark. I believe that such significant things are going to take place this Easter. It's not going to be an Easter like another Easter. It's not going to be a time like another time. Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Redemption Life Church. Be sure to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Redemption Life.